Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. It is all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Jerry Dulac today, Ray Dittinger today, so it's a Hall of Fame day. No king today. some reason, he can't be here today. I am, I'll assume it's a benign reason. You didn't say. Yeah. Oh, we'll catch here. up with him next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so what is the difference between a debate and an argument? Well, a debate to me, I guess. I mean, is... taking taking on the mark out of the out yeah. of the mix here. <laughs> Or first take. (laughs) First. No, 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 no. Undisputed. Usually debates have intelligence to them. Yes, exactly. That's kind of where I was going with it. So you're saying? Well, yeah, a a debate, usually you you have your points to back up your argument, and then you kind of go in a civil way back and forth. An argument, it's just all bets are off. Well, difference is emotion. Yes, that too. That's the difference. It is emotion. And that is what we're seeing with Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, Deion Sanders. Now, Nick Saban should not have singled out Texas A&M. And he should not have singled out the player that went to Jackson State. He could have done it in more general terms. Jimbo Fisher, though, went at Nick Saban, and I mean went at him, and no general terms, and was personal about it. And that's where you sit back and go, uh oh. Now, notice. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders handled it with complete grace, little humor. And says, hey, yeah, we need to talk. Okay. Not Jimbo. Jimbo does not want to talk. He feels he's been disrespected. He feels that his program has been disrespected. And he's taken it personally. 
it is look Nick Saban did not say anything that um that none of us didn't know well man the suit doesn't know that's right he still thinks that it's all about for the love of the game oh my almighty I asked him what time what you know what one time what Shikolami football meant to him and he said, you know, about a hundred thousand dollars a year contractually. I'm like, it's like I, I get a little worried about that. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Falda. But what you have now with the various ways of recruiting, name, image, and likeness has blurred the meaning of the term pay for play it's blurred the meaning of the word booster it's blurred the meaning of the word inducement it's blurred all those either terms or words and and then you have Jordan Addison Jordan Addison leaves Pitt, and out of the gate, it was expected he would go to USC, and then ended up the choices were allegedly between Texas and USC, and he picked USC. So what are the rumors, and these are only rumors, surrounding... Uh, Jordan Addison. The rumors happen to be $3 million, a car, and a house. Okay. Well, here's the laughable part and the ironic part. What part of that is laughable and ironic? We'll see how, how closely Matt's kept a breast of college football over the years. Well, I automatically go back to the Reggie Bush situation. Yes, the house. It's the house. (laughs) That's what Reggie Bush got in trouble for, was the house. It's amazing, isn't it? So here we are, 17 years later, house is okay. Well, if the house is okay, then give Reggie Bush back his Heisman. Just do it. What's the difference? Yes. <sighs> Today, you know, we all know about the Nigel Pack story. Kansas State, $800,000 contract, car, 400000 this year, 400000 next year. We talked about that. John Rod, John Ruiz. The question, I mean, again, you can, in the debate part of it, if I'm debating someone, I would ask, is John Ruiz now the de facto general manager of Miami Athletics? And you can debate back and forth whether he is or he isn't, but I'd ask the question. And that's where we are right now. 
And that's what you have is two coaches with national championships sniping back and forth. Now, I believe you have uh, Nick Saban's rebuttal. I do, uh, courtesy yeah. This... Of, courtesy of ESPNU. I really wasn't saying that anybody did anything illegal in using name, image, and likeness. I, I, I didn't say that. That was something that was assumed by what I said, which is not really what I meant, nor was it what I said. So there's nothing illegal about doing this. It's the system that allows you to do it, and that's the issue that I have. And again, uh, I understood his intent when he said it, but it's how he said it. I think, what was the words he used? That they either bought every player, something like that, right? They bought every one of them. Was that the phrase that he used? Yeah, that was that was exactly the phrase that he used. Right. When it comes to Texas A&M. Yes. Alabama has a collective. My understanding is the way Alabama is running its collective is as follows. Okay, money is put in there. So let, let's take really just easy amounts, okay? All right. Uh, let's just say their total collective, even though this isn't remotely close, but it's just easy for everybody to understand. There's $125,000 in the collective. And with a collective, you can either give the money to, as you, as you wish, you can to 85 athletes, or if you have 125 with walk-ons. Okay, so we'll go with 125000 What Saban has said with the collective is everybody gets the same amount. So that would mean each each individual would get a thousand dollars. I only use the one twenty five so it equal hundred and twenty five players. I'm just I'm just using easy terms to make all of it easier. That's what he wants to do with the collective Alabama has. So there's no system of you're the starting quarterback, you get X amount. You're the starting wide out, you get X amount. You're Will Anderson, star linebacker, top five NFL pick next year. You get X amount. No, Will Anderson gets the same as the backup running back. Will Anderson would get the same as Bryce Young. Bryce Young would get the same as the backup right tackle. Or or the guy in the scout team. That's how Saban wants his collective administered. How about that? That's the way I understand it. And that's where we are. This is the, this is not what name, image, and likeness, at least to me, was supposed to be. To me, it is, hey, you know, you got an opportunity to take the entire offensive line. They can sign some autographs down at the local store. And guess what? They're all going to get some money to be there as an appearance fee. They sign for, I don't know, half hour, hour, two hours, whatever it may be. And they pick up they pick up some extra cash doing that name image likeness. Uh, starting quarterback has an opportunity to do a commercial for whatever entity you know radio TV whatever internet boom right or if said athlete has an Instagram channel that's that's the you know their Instagram account that's their own deal and they can put together something and sell advertising for it great or TikTok what to me that's name image and likeness. It's not that 
I'm the wide receiver at Pitt. If I leave here and go to USC, I'm going to get $3 million. Ay, ay, ay. $3 million from where? That's the part that, to me, makes the right turn, left turn, whatever turn you want to, you know, have it be. This is why I cautioned all along, Steve, with NIL. And again, I'm with you. I have no problem with somebody trying those examples you just mentioned, whether it's, you know, autograph or somebody wants you to do a commercial, whatever, that's fine. But now we're at the point where where this Jordan Addison situation this, he's no. We're we're still we're losing now the fact that he's a student athlete, student. All this stuff no. to have them involved is just it's inappropriate, and this this that's what's not good for college athletics. What is happening right now in all this? And again, it's a shame on the NCAA. And as you mentioned yesterday, the conference commissioners knowing that the NCAA will sit there and do nothing for not being ready for this. Yeah. Well, why is it on this show we talked about it for two years? A year leading up to it and then a year since. We talked to it for a year leading up to it that, hey, look, you know, watch out watch out for the Austin case. I mean, look, that's why I follow all these cases. Why do you think I followed O'Bannon? Why do you think I followed Austin or the name it was under? You know, I talked about that kind of case it ended up being the Alston case, but it was Nigel Hayes before that, and they're you know, you know they had to keep changing names on it to keep it to keep the uh, the case going. And when we had Jim Delaney on the show, remember I specifically brought it up and I said I might as well just refer it to it as the Kessler case. He goes, well, I said Jim, I'm using the attorney that the other name changes all the time, and he says, yeah, you're right, I understand what you're doing. Okay, I got it. Well, that was years ago we had Jim on talking about this. Right? That's why we try to follow this stuff, because look what we have now. Now, is it gone in a direction I did not expect? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'll be honest with you, outside of how many college athletes have you heard heard of that have gone out and have are doing commercials or TikTok or Instagram. To be honest with you, not that many. I haven't heard or seen that many of you. Nope. It seems like a lot of the the possibility of a lot of cash involved here deals with collectives. And right now, there's nothing wrong with collectives. And believe me, I talked to the the guy that is running one of the Penn State collectives, the primary one, who, by the way, is as good a guy and as above board and as honest a guy as you ever want to be around. And he's surrounded by other people that are the same as he is. Okay? Um, They are trying to follow every single rule in the book to make sure that they are on the right side of the NCAA law. Now, is everybody doing that? There are probably a lot of places that are, but is everybody doing it that way? 
either they're already not or they're going to tell their boosters to get on that page. And I think that's another well, way you can look at what Saban what Saban's conversation was to that those business leaders yesterday. Right. Well, no. In other words, he was he was trying to recruit for his collective. That that's what he was doing, not his collective. It can't be can't be his collective. Right. right. He, that's part of but he's telling because James Franklin's telling everybody the same thing. He's like, look, in order for us to compete, this is how we have to compete. And he's not wrong, and Nick's not wrong. It's just what Nick said about Texas A and M buying players. That's where he crossed the line. Jimbo crossed every line on the planet in his rebuttal. <laughs> All right, do we have a incredible Westwood one? PJ update from Southern Hills? Oh, yes, we do. It's next here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Ray Dittinger at some point today. We'll talk about uh, with him about his great new play that's opening in Hershey, I guess, right? Yeah, at the Hershey Theater. Tommy and me? Tommy and me. That's awesome. I want to see it. Jerry Dulac, by the way, 406. Got your, your guy, Tiger's not doing well. Like I said, it's it's just such a shame. It really is. Does your family know you're consumed with hate? <laughs> They, they, they think that uh, I need to cool it off with Tiger sometimes. I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm in the Wizard of Oz. You need a heart. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Break this is tomorrow. And the suit has stocked up on Brewer's Outlet. Because he's got a lot riding on it tomorrow. And he could either be the celebrate or drown. (laughs) He was really chomping at the bit, so we'll see. Chomping at the bit? Yes, literally and figuratively. He was chomping at the bit. Really? Oh, yeah, he kept asking me yesterday, when's Girardi coming on so I can hear what his picks are? And he was said he's been, he told, he must have told me at least three times this week how much he's been kicking himself for not trying out Rich Strike, or else he, he won like 60 bucks, but then 
He was at the casino when he lost 30 of it. It's just, it, yeah. Rich Strike? Never would have bet on Rich Strike. What the heck is he talking about? That horse wasn't even in the field until Friday afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, talking about the owner didn't even bet on. I uh, know, which was crazy. Like, come on! Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I always love these people that act like they're some sort of knowledgeable high roller. <laughs> like, come on! You're like the rest of us. You're trying to have educated guessing. <laughs> like, I mean, like you heard Larry Columbus. He's calling the race. Like. What the heck? <laughs> Great call by Larry. Yeah, that, that's what was made it. even more brilliant because he just right. like called it as he see it, and he was it was shocked as anybody. And then you know, and Dick's like in the infield going, "What the heck? <laughs> that flying by? <laughs> it's like twenty one. It's not twenty one in this race." Like we had Dick on the Thursday before the Derby. Okay, two things. Number one, Rich Strike's name never came up. Because the horse wasn't in the field. Number two, even if he was in the field, his name still would not have come up. <laughs> hey, sorry, it's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Okay, two Big Ten basketball notes for you. Number one, Max Christie of Michigan State has decided to keep his name in the NBA draft. He will exit after one year. Good player. NBA length. NBA type game. In college was a good player. Not a great player. But he could have developed into a great college player if he'd stayed one more year. But... I think he likes what he's hearing at the Combine in Chicago or going to the Combine in Chicago, so he's staying in. As I now, That one, I was like, okay, we'll see. My lean was I thought he would stay in, not because I think he should stay in, but my, my lean was based on everything I you know, on the people I had talked to at Michigan State. They thought he was staying in, and he's staying in. I think one more year would have helped him, but you know what? He's got a chance to. They think he can be a late first, early second. All right, six six, can shoot, good athlete. Then there's a guy that I thought for sure was coming back, and is Trace Jackson Davis is coming back to Indiana. He is six nine, and his game uh, does not translate to the NBA. He just doesn't have any range. And I, you know, I think he went through it, kind of looked around, and said, "You know what? Especially with name, image, and likeness, he can do well with NIL in, in the state of Indiana." But he is coming back for what will be his final season. And again, he's six nine. If you remember when Penn State beat them at the Jordan Center in January, he was forced to take a three point shot at the wire. You know, trying to tie the game up because Penn State was up by three, and it was it had no chance. Well, the reason it had no chance is it's not his game. It's not his game. Now, what is his game? Boy, you put him around the basket, that is his game. 18 points, 8 boards, 
59% from the field. He and Race Thompson make a nice one-two punch up front. Um, now, he did get derailed a bit. He was invited to the NBA pre-draft camp, but he got COVID. So that hurt him. Uh, so he never made it to Chicago. I think they were going to put him in the G League camp or something like that, which is where Pete Nance of Northwestern is. But, look, to his credit, he is a very, very good college player, an excellent college player. But his game does not translate to the next level, in my opinion. Getting COVID didn't help him because he didn't get a chance to really show what he could do, but, but he is coming back to Indiana. Max Christie, gone. So we thought we'd pass that along. Uh, Mountain West Conference is the latest, along with the Pac-12, to scrap divisions starting in 2023. So their championship game will feature the top two teams record-wise in the Mountain West. The ACC has generated a record $578 million in revenue an increase of more than $80 million from the previous year. Um, Notre Dame was a full member of the ACC in 2020 and shared its home game rights on NBC with the rest of the conference. That's how, how they got to the record. So everybody got an equal share of $34.9 million. That's an increase of $10.8 million that the Fighting Irish received in 2019-2020. Pac-12 uh, had only $344 million in revenue because they only played six football games in 2020. And the ACC was also boosted by the second year of the ACC network. There's been a lot of talk that in the Pac-12s, they'll be the next conference up after the Big Ten in negotiating been a lot of talk that the Pac-12 will try to do what the ACC did, and that is to get the Pac-12 network run by ESPN. That would help them. That would help them. But you see these numbers. This is a record year for them in the ACC, and the number is $34.9 million. The Big Ten's already at 54 Big Ten's already $19 million ahead of them, and that doesn't include what the next contract could include. See, the chasm is a graphic one between the SEC, the Big Ten, and everybody else, and it's about to get wider and deeper. And I know we talk a lot about money on the show, but let's let's be honest about it. That's what makes this whole thing run. That's what makes the whole thing go. That, that is the dominant story, and it always we've always talked about money because you know we we knew that that was the engine. That's why we've talked about money as often as we have on this show. Drives the suit nuts. 
I asked the suit one time. I said, you know, I, said, I looked at him. I said, what's your favorite topic? And he looked at me. He said, me. I said, okay. Just kind of a sad moment. No God! No God! No God! Okay, now I want to get you this one. I think you're going to love this one. This is really a good one coming up here. Okay. Um, You see Doug Whaley is one of the finalists for the Steelers Jazz, one of the six finalists. Okay. Did you see what he said? I didn't, actually. Okay. <laughs> Let me put you this way. Doug Whaley made an appearance on 93.7 The Fam. Okay. He's one of the six finalists for the Steelers GM job. I can tell you right now he'll end up being one of the five also rands. <laughs> Quote, Jack Ham would be a special teams backup today. He was 215 pounds, Whaley said. Give me his physical dimensions. What is he, 6'2", 210, 215? Fan didn't respond well to the answer, but Whaley continued to blame his size as the reason he would not make it. Show me a linebacker that weighs 215 and plays in the NFL today. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. All right. Doran Dickerson. 1,000% agree. Vince Williams. Jack Hand would be first-team All-Pro in today's NFL. 30-plus picks, 25 sacks. Those numbers transcend eras. Eight-time Pro Bowler. Eight-time All-Pro. Four-time Super Bowl champion. Steelers Hall of Honor. NFL's 75th anniversary team, NFL's 100th anniversary team, 70s all decade, but that guy couldn't play today. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Jack actually played a little bit heavier than that because Jack is right now has been in right about the... Two fifteen area now, and Jack played in the upper two twenties when he played with the Steelers. Right, but you watch him play; he knows where he's supposed to be. Proper definition—you could have the greatest athlete in the face of the earth, Doug, and if they don't know how to play, it's irrelevant, Doug. <laughs> Enjoy your job as an also ran in, in, in this, Doug. Oh my goodness! I mean, you can have your opinion on a player. It's just that tells me. See, so let, let's take Jack's name out of it for just one moment, right? He's six two two ten two fifteen, which that was okay. That's wrong. He would be a special teams backup, right? That's a guy doing everything on dimensions and not on what makes a football player a football player. Jack, first of all, was an excellent athlete, 
but really knew the game, so he understood in the running game where to be. He understood on a blitz how to scrape. He understood the proper depth of a drop that you need to make to disrupt the pass game. Those are all things that, to be honest with you, can you teach that? Yeah, your teaching can enhance someone's knowledge. But a lot of that was his ability of knowing how to play. And that's why this guy will not be a GM in the league. He won't be a GM in the league because he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to evaluate football players. He, he is a combine guy. And and again, I know it's personal because it's Jack, and you know, you know, look, yeah, Jack's not going to come out and play tomorrow. But I'm saying, when I see that, I sit back and say, "Wow, this guy doesn't get it." There are a lot of players in the NFL that are great athletes with great size, right? That don't know how to play a lick. I'll sit there at home on TV and go, what the, what the heck's he doing? What's he doing? Then there's some guys you see that have great size, you know, great size, great athleticism, and they know how to play, and you go, wow, that is a great player. But there's too many guys in this league, too many, that just don't know how to play the game. All right? Um, but you see, I mean, when you see certain guys out there playing, wow. I mean, you see, like, guys today that are great athletes with great size and so forth that, like, you can just tell they know how to play, they know how to be in the right spot. Man, they are spectacular to watch. But it's a 32-team league, so you're going to have more guys in the league now that can't play as opposed to a 24-team league where the talent's more condensed. Simple as that. But, like... Yeah, I don't know what the heck he was trying to prove in this interview. I don't, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I want to bring the Steelers to greatness, so I'm going to tear down one of the guys that brought you to greatness? <laughs> really? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Interesting. Again, there are a lot of guys in this league that are great athletes that know how to play, and it's really fun to watch them play. Like, wow. But there's a whole bunch of guys in this game that are also great athletes that just don't know how to play. You sit there and you watch the game on TV, and you're baffled by what you see. Like, what what, what is he doing there? All right. Come back more in a moment. I thought you'd find that interesting. I just don't want the Steelers to take Andy Weil. I, I don't know who Andy is. He's the Eagles uh, VP of player personnel. It'd be a big loss for the scouting department. So he thought Andre Dillard was really good? Carson Wentz? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. We'll come back. Everybody has those moments, believe me. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at not only Sunbury Motors, but Brewers Outlet. It was due December 1st, so a week before the book was due. It's basically done. At this point, I'm just adding another coat of polish. 
he decided to ring me up. And I think in the final analysis, he just couldn't help himself. You know, it's been said many times about Phil is that he has to be the smartest guy in the room. And it, he just, it bothered him that he hadn't told me that he, he was smarter than Jay Monahan, the PJ tour commissioner. And he was smarter than Greg Norman, the, the front man for the Saudi effort. And that he, he was working both sides of the street and he had used all this leverage to get all these concessions he wanted. And uh, so, yeah, he called me and. Alan Shipmuck, who uh, wrote that book regarding Phil Mickelson. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing in what's happened to Phil in a year, in six months. But he's not defending his championship this week. Hasn't been heard from uh, for months now. And, you know, I... He did ask for an exemption to play in the Saudi, on that Saudi tour, or whatever it's called. And uh, anybody who applied for an exemption was told no. That's what the PGA Tour decided. Man, we haven't heard from Phil since. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> and again, this is why the PGA needs to move on from Tiger and Phil. I don't understand why they need to move on from anything. I mean, the PGA Tour did not move on from Jack. They didn't move on from Arnold. They didn't move on from Gary. It's just one becomes the next guy along the way. doesn't mean older guys can't play. But the difference with those guys you just mentioned is they were good and have been and continue to be good for the game. Tiger and Phil do not. Phil won last year. It was celebrated by everybody. But look at him now. Okay, look at anybody now. I mean, you know, there are a bunch of guys that are no longer with us either. I mean, it's like Bobby Jones is ready for the game, but he's no longer with us. Phil made Phil made a mistake in a book. Well, okay, no offense. What Phil Mickelson said was bad for Phil Mickelson, but it wasn't fatal for the game. Last I checked with Adam, they're still conducting a PGA championship. Tiger Woods is eligible to play in the PGA, and he's playing. Well, guess what? You know, you ever been to it? Have you ever been to a professional golf tournament? I have not. It is on my bucket list. Okay, the number of fans that are following these guys isn't is tremendous. And then when you work your way around the course to other groups with other people, there's a smattering of fans there. Okay, has nothing to do with it. They understand who their calling cards are. Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore is ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the Pickle Bar, Steve Jones's favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury. 